Blog Talk Radio. Everybody and welcome to the latest episode of Trundlebed Tales. I'm your host, Sarah Utah, and today we're going to be catching up on our finally, final roving report of the season. I had one more that I owed you guys, and that was from my trip to Laura Days up in Pepin, Wisconsin. But before we do that, I think we got a little housekeeping. And as always, when I do a program, I like to remind people that they can call in either to listen instead of streaming it or to talk or ask a question or give a comment. And the number for that is 714-242-5253. That's toll-free, 714-242-5253 or toll-free, 877 9389. That's 1-877-633-9389. Or you can uh, stream the episode live. And during the show, I, I try, unless there's a technical problem, I always have the chat room open so you can feel free to ask a comment or make ask a question or give a comment in there. And we are on the last day of September. And I am glad it's over. It's been a heck of a month. And we're hoping that October is going to be better, even though it's going to be busy. So be sure to look for my post on the Trundlebed Tales blog, where I give a list of all the programs I'm going to be doing in October. And I've got a couple lined up in November, too. And somewhere in none of those two months, I am going to get that travel trip show that I've been promising you in, and hopefully it will be soon. But in the meantime, I think it's time to get back to Pepin. So, I have been going to Pepin for Laura Day's, oh goodness, it must be, I think, nine years now. Uh, so, I really am kind of used to the trip, and if you have any questions about Laura Days, I think I would be a pretty good person to ask if anybody does. Uh, the way up this year was just lovely, hardly a cloud in the sky. The only real problem I had, and unfortunately, it was right in a town that I was going to make a stop at, Apparently, somebody was dri- driving a trailer that was full of recycled crushed pop cans, and they started to lose their load. Drove all the way from, what, from well, halfway between two towns to the north, and then all the way down the highway to a few miles south of, well, south of Fayette, really about where, one, where three turns into 180. 
it was pretty far down. But anyway, so that was all over the road, and I was so busy trying to avoid that on the other side of the road, but it was uh, spreading over, and I was so busy looking at that that I forgot to make the stop I was going to make, which is irritating, but there you go. But that was really about the only bad thing that had. Otherwise, things went really smoothly. Now, I'm coming up from Iowa, and where I live, it's about five and a half hours uh, drive to Pepin if you take the most direct way and don't make any long stops. But you know me, long stops are my name. And uh, this time, I stopped at Baroque. Uh, I didn't do the tour of the of the hotel, but I did hear that they got a grant and they are redoing all the signage in the house. They are getting professionally done signs that are going to be a little bit more informative and educational and help tie the Masters Hotel into the silos and smokestack theme of telling the story of agriculture a little bit more. So, uh, I can't wait to tour that next year and see all the changes that they've made. So I'm glad to hear things are going well from them. Uh, I visited a while, checked out the gift shop, found out that pretty much everybody is out of the Laura Ingalls Wilder Home Sites 2015 calendar, at least the people I talked to. I'm not sure about Walnut Grove and DeSmet when I call to find out about their year-end dates. Guesses, I know Pepin's out, and I think Baroque's out. I didn't see any out there. And they said that they weren't going to reprint. So if you didn't get one of those yet, you may be out of luck, but it doesn't hurt to call and ask. Uh, I normally say that if you're going up to Pepin and it isn't the event day, I recommend hitting Baroque and Spring Valley en route uh, and kind of making a little weekend of that uh, because there's something worth seeing in each one of the towns, but it's not going to take you all that long, depending on how much time you want to spend there. So I really think usually you can do all three in sort of a weekend pass. This time I didn't stop at Spring Valley. Uh, you can it, the route that you take up to Pepin from Baroque. I don't know. I'm just going to say about 20 miles. I think it might be a little longer than that. From because it's 55 minutes from Baroque. Yeah, it must be longer than that because it's 55 minutes from um, Baroque to Spring Valley, which takes you a little bit out of your way. Maybe it's about 20 miles out of your way. Maybe that's why I was thinking that. But anyway. Um, I didn't swing by Spring Valley this year, though. If you're making the circuit, definitely do. It's worth the extra little jiggy jog. So where did I stop since I didn't stop in Spring Valley? Well, a friend of mine who I know online, I told them I was going to Pepin last year, and they said, oh, you, you have to stop at Lark Toys. And Lark Toys is along the Great River Road on the way... Uh, into, well, you pass it right near Kellogg, and then you continue north to Wabasha, and then you cross the river, and then go up a little ways, and there's Pepin. 
Uh, Lark Toys is a toy store. It sells both hand-done, uh, carved wooden toys and things. It has a carousel. It has a miniature golf, uh, really pretty miniature golf uh, grounds. It's got a, the owner's collection of antique toys on display. It's got a little uh, snack place. If you're taking a trip and making this little circuit, I think you're going to want to stop at Lark Toys, too, because I've stopped there now, and, and I spent a little time there. Oh, and they have a Doctor Who section. How great is that? I enjoyed it no end and did not walk away with a fourth Doctor scarf because it wasn't long enough, but seriously thought about it. Now, the other thing you should know about Peppin is that it's sort of a weekend getaway town. Around here, the sort of similar place would be Galena, Illinois, and how that's a weekend getaway town from Chicago. Well, Pepin is sort of a similar situation from people in the Twin Cities. So because of that, there's a lot more... There's sort of an artist colony there. There's a lot nicer rest town of that size could normally support. There's all sorts of little artsy stores, and it also tends to book up on the weekends. So if you plan on going to Laura Days, the motel, the Pepin Motel, there's actually two motels in town and then a couple bread and breakfasts. And if you want to stay at one of the motels, it's better to make your reservation early and they start taking reservations for next year after the first of the year. So if you, um, it, it isn't quite as hard to get on there as it used to be when they would have standing waiting lists. But uh, it's you, if you were planning on going or even kind of think you might, it would be good to get your reservation in because they do tend to fill up. Because you will then the town will be full of people for Laura Days wearing their bonnets and stuff, and then you'll go into the gas station or one of the restaurants and or people just stopping in the park, and they'll uh, look at everybody kind of funny and say to somebody, what's going on? So people do come in there. Also, it is right on the Great River Road that goes right through the town, and so you get a lot of motorcycle people and um, to a lesser extent, classic car people who like to drive that Great River Road and when the weather's still nice. Uh, other things that you can do on the way to Pepin, and I didn't end up doing any of these this year, but uh, there is Sail Pepin, which I have done a little video about. So you can take a sailboat out on the lake which was a fantastic experience. I also have found out, now I haven't done this yet, but now this is on my list of things to try out, the Pearl of the Lake, which is a replica paddle wheeler. It is out of Lake City, which is just kind of north of there. There's also, if you feel like it and you're coming from the south, the Cassville's Ferry, which is an auto ferry that takes you across the Mississippi River south of where it becomes like Pepin, and it ends up on one side in Cassville, Wisconsin, and the other side is in Iowa. But it really, I think, gives you a feeling for the type of ferry that Lauren Almanzo took, and they talk about when they're on the way home, when they're uh, trying to get across the Missouri River. I think it's pretty darn close, though this one has a motor. And... If you're heading on up again from the south, in the town of Nelson, 
There is an ice cream place called the Nelson Dairy, which is really highly talked about by everybody in the area. And there's also the Castle Rock Museum in Alma, Wisconsin, that is full of ornament or armaments and the Caddy Woodlung House that is in Eau Claire. Now, I normally get into town on Friday night, and I actually got there a little earlier than normal since I didn't take the tour in, in uh, Baroque. And I normally like to get checked in and then kind of to look around, see what's happening. I try and t- I usually take that as a chance to get out to the cabin. And basically, sometimes you go to events, like if you go to Wilder Days in Mansfield on the Friday night, there's stuff going on that doesn't make the regular schedule. Um, In fact, I thought I had done the town square on Friday night, the time I was there for Wilder Days. And then I found out there was all this other stuff going on on the Saturday, and I should have gone out there and taken a look later. But anyway, so Friday night's a setup night. Uh, I normally try and have supper with some friends of mine who normally go up there every year. And I drive out to the cabin. It's a good time to hit the cemetery, to get some lake pictures, uh, and to enjoy one of the nice restaurants in town. Uh, The next morning... Things start getting busy, and there is a 5K walk and 5 and 10K races at 9 a.m., and normally I don't have anything to do with those, but they're going on. So if you want to do a 5K walk or run, it's a good reason to show up and come to Laura Day's. And I was going to tell you that first. The things, as you're looking at Pepin, three main lake locations that you are going to find stuff during Laura days. There is the Birthplace Cottage, which is seven miles north of Pepin, just a little outside of town. You turn right between the uh, farmer's market stand and the vineyard that they have there now, and then go on out for seven miles. Uh, there is the main park, the Laura Ingalls Wilder Park. That was the first thing they had in Pepin that was named for Laura. And then there's the museum, which is between Main and Prairie Streets. And now pretty much runs the whole block on one side, which is the main road in and out of town. Now, it's about, well, there's four blocks in between the park and the museum, but it's certainly walkable. I normally walk it at least once, so... Uh, you can park anywhere you like and then walk back and forth, go to the museum, go to the main park. And you're going to want to drive out to the birthplace cottage, except they do have a couple different things going on, one of which is a bus that comes out once an hour. It's got a loading site behind the main Pepin stage. And I haven't gone on it lately and it kind of changes depending on who's doing the narration. The year I went, uh, it was a man who'd written a book about the Loring Wilder historic highway that was being the guide. And so we ended up going to a couple other places and then going out to the cabin, which is really pretty interesting. Uh, and then you get out to the cabin, you have a while to look around. They have a hands-on sewing activity in the picnic shelter. Um, they have a display of quilts in the log cabin. They do a quilt story in the log cabin. 
and they have a few other hands-on displays. If you want to, you can spend quite a bit of time up in the cabin. The other rides they have, they have a little uh, train ride where it's barrel train cars being pulled by, you know, like an ATV or a lawnmower, depending on what's going on that year. And they also have a horse-drawn wagon ride, and you can get the tickets for all of those at the information booth on the park. Now, getting back to the normal schedule. So then they their little Miss Laura contest is a pretty big one. If you're looking for one that's an easy win, this isn't it. But they do have Laura. They have Little Sister, which is for younger kids, which is similar to the Little Miss Laura contest. And then they have, they started last year, a uh, Cousin Clarence contest. So that's for the boys. Now, if you've got a boy who's interested in historic clothing at all, this really is the, the contest for them. Because there was like three entrants this time, and two of them weren't dressed up at all. So make sure if you have a boy who's interested, you get him there for Cousin Clarence. Um, oh, and I didn't mention the other ongoing site that they have is the Little Plum Schoolhouse. It's set to 1899. It's by a church out in the country. It's about as far as uh, Laura's house is but it's at a different angle. So um, you either have to come all the way into town and get on the right road and go out, or I think, I think if you turn at Berry Corner, the way that, the, well, to the right if you're going towards the birthplace cottage and to the left if you're coming back after, and that should shoot you over to the right road. Um wasn't a lot of activity when I checked it out last year, and it certainly could use a little work, but it is the only one-room school that's open there. If you haven't done a one-room school before, it's certainly an interesting place to go with a lot of photo ops, and you can look around and see all sorts of things. Okay, back to the actual main event. The arts and craft vendors are set up. Uh, sort of in what's normally a little parking area in front of the Depot Museum that's part of Laura Ingalls Wilder Park. Uh, they've been really working and trying to get uh, some more vendors that are a little bit more on topic to uh, Laura and a few more local people. So it, it really is worth walking through. It's kind of interesting. Uh, beyond the Pepin Motel is the traditional crafts demonstration area. And they really do a very nice job demonstrating crafts. They have potters and blacksmiths and weavers and um, a historic treadle sewing machine demonstration. A guy who makes uh, who, uh, flints, stone heads for arrows or spears. All sorts of stuff really worth going to very popular area with the kids, both for, for observing things. They usually have several hands-on activities. They have uh, they try and have a horse ride where you get on and get led around the camps and, that are set up on a horse. All sorts of nifty things. So I, that's always really popular. So be sure to check that out. Also, the Pepin Museum is open uh, from 10 to 5. 
and they have their new room open and they have public bathrooms now which is you just want to cry that's so great and this year uh they also had a um shorter about 15 minute version of Kitty Latane's presentation on the sort of the house history of Pepin the buildings that are still there that Laura would have seen when she came to visit. Very interesting program on an automatic cycle through. So I hope they do that again next year. It was really nice. Another thing that uh, people ask about a lot is the medallion hunt. They put up a new clue. I think it's every half hour until somebody gets it, and then there's a prize for whoever actually finds the medallion and brings it into the information tent. There's also a spelling bee at 10 o'clock, followed by a square dance at 11. Starting at 11, they have also opened a petting zoo, which is both sort of domestic farm animals and a few exotics. Uh, and then at, I said Cousin Clarence, and I was thinking that because I have a Cousin Clarence. It's Cousin Charlie, I'm sorry. The Pep and Laura contest, Little Sisters contest, and the Char Cousin Charlie competition all starts at noon. After that, I, I'm coming on at 2 with my In the Kitchen with Laura this year, and I've got a new program that I haven't finished yet, but with any luck at all, we'll be doing a new program next year in this spot. I try and have a new one every year. This one was repeated just because people liked it so much the year before, but uh, we will have a new program in that spot next year. Then as soon as I'm done, and I really mean as soon as I'm done, they can't get my stuff off the stage fast enough because then it's the old-time fiddle contest and they need every minute they can get because it is a large contest. If you want to hear traditional fiddle music, this is great. And it really is so nice to tie it back with Pa and his fiddle. And it really is well done. They had just beautiful uh Beautiful prizes this year. Trophies, I guess you'd call them, that looked like little fiddles. It just was great. Then there's sort of a break after the fiddle contest. The vendors are sort of slowing down. The cabin closes. The museum closes. They stop with the buses. And I should mention the buses are only on Saturday that go up to the uh, cabin. I think they don't do them on Sunday because the parade takes such a big chunk of the afternoon. They just probably don't think it's worth it to go around that. But um, there's sort of a slow time. Again, you can check out some of the great restaurants in Pepin. Uh, if you get there before they close for either lunch or supper, you can uh, check out the food vendors that are in uh, the, the Lower Angles Wilder Park if you're more interested in and kind of, uh, well, I would call it fair food. There's uh, kettle corn and there's uh, snow cones and, and there's hamburgers and hot dogs and Laura's Vittle House, which makes me laugh every time I see it. Though I should warn everybody, if you are planning on getting the kids hot dogs because they don't sound like they're going to want anything else, be aware that they Every place I have tried there uses natural casing hot dogs. And if you have never eaten one of those before, they snap every time you bite into them. And I, everybody else in my family loves them, but I just can't take it. So 
a lot of little kids can't take it either. So be aware of that before you get them a hot dog. Oh, and while I'm mentioning about the food vendors, I particularly like the red wagon that always parks in the tree by the corner of the Depot Museum. And I like their pie. They have very good dessert. If you're looking for dessert, that is where I would go. Now, normally, oh, and then the last thing is they have a live music at the traditional camps, uh, traditional crafts campfire. They have candlelight demonstrations, which works better for some stations than others. And then they have a band come in and play music by the campfire. And it's always usually a different band, and but it's a fun thing to do. Bring your own chair and or blanket. No seating is provided. Now, normally what I do on Sunday is I kind of sleep a little later because I'm tired out from the day before, and I end up getting up later, getting my stuff packed up, get things ready to go, double-checking that I have everything, and then I end up... Uh, going out, or I go and say goodbye to the, the traditional craft people, I go out to the cabin and um, see, spend a little time out there, I maybe go by and take some, um, some pe like, Pepin pictures, depending on how things are going, I might go to the cemetery, and I just sort of have a little lazy morning, and my goal is to get out of the town by about noon. Today, or this, this, um, year, my little niece's birthday party was at noon, so I had to get up with the birds and just zoom as fast as I could down south to try and get back so I wouldn't miss her birthday party, so I didn't get to do anything really cool, except I, uh, because where her birthday party was a little east of my house, I actually took the Great River Road route most of the way south, which I hadn't done for a while, except the little ways up to Hit McGregor when I was heading uh, out to Walnut Grove earlier this summer. And it really was a nice drive. I will warn anybody who tries it that uh, you, they flip you back and forth across the river several times from Minnesota and Wisconsin, and you really have to keep watching and remembering which side of the river you're on because I once accidentally turned west thinking I was going to head towards the river by heading west, and I actually needed to head east on the same road. And it took me a little bit to figure that out, but keep that in mind if you take that route. They always have a pancake breakfast at the Pepin School Cafeteria, which is a very nice thing to go to. Uh, the Pepin Schoolhouse is open again at 10 o'clock. They have a community wor worship service. The museum is open again from 10 to 5. The arts and crafts vendors are open at 10, and then I think they probably gradually showed up as the and pack up and everything as the afternoon goes on. There's Children's Pioneer Games, which was actually going on yesterday too, but it closes by 2. The traditional craft demonstrations go to 4. The log cabin goes to about 4, so they can get things packed up. They have a medicine show at uh, about a quarter to noon. Um, Kitty does a presentation usually at about 1.15. Uh, that's moved around a couple times. I'm not sure where, where it's been going on now. And then at 2 o'clock is the parade. Now, I should mention here, because I have had people come up and tell me that uh, 
they thought that I didn't like the parade. And I want to make sure that I clarify that it isn't that I don't like the parade. I love parades. There was one year I was in four different parades uh, the same year. I love watching them. We used to go every year. We're kind of got out of the habit as my grandparents got older and they didn't want us to go without them, but we, we still like parades. And this is a very nice parade. It's a very well, parade, well done parade. You hear compliments from people all the time, um, how good a parade is. People come in from other towns to watch it. So I am not anti-parade at all. But you got to understand, as I mentioned, it's about five and a half hours from my house, from Pepin to my house, or my house to Pepin, depending on which way you're going. And the entire town basically shuts down close to one o'clock, which is about an hour for the parade, an hour before the parade. Then it's there, closed down the entire time the parade is going, and then there's about a half hour after the parade ends where they're still kind of cleaning things up before traffic starts moving again. And it isn't like you can just zoom around, cut around, and get out of town and avoid the parade area. It's that if you are in town at 1 o'clock and you are not extremely lucky, you are pretty much caught in town until after the parade is over. And when you have five and a half hours to drive, it makes a big difference if you can leave at 1 or 1.30 or if you can't leave till 3, 3.34 and then get that five and a half hours um, heading home. So that's the only reason that I say try and be out of town before the parade. It isn't that I don't like the parade. It's that where I live, if I was staying over Sunday, I would definitely watch the parade. It's just that, you know, if I've got that drive home. And if you have a drive home, that's something to consider. If you're going to spend the night Sunday, then I think you'll enjoy the parade too. It goes right down the main street of town. There's uh, And it has a little route marked out that you can set up your chairs long, and it's good. At 3 o'clock after the parade, while they're still cleaning up, and again, the parade could go over depending on how many floats and things. They have a pie-eating contest and more kind of contests like that in the park on the main bandstand. Then they have a tomahawk throw contest in the traditional craft area, and that's usually sort of the closing event. That's the end of the Pep and Laura days for another year. But it's a great event. People always really enjoy it, they tell me. And one of the really nice things about the Pepin event is more so even than other events that I've been to. And I have been to a lot of Laura events at the home sites, at not the home sites. And Pepin really is the place where people of all ages drop, drop, dress up the most. You see kids that are in the contest and kids that aren't in the contest, uh, grown-ups, men, little boys, all sorts of people dressed up in costume. And it's just sort of a fun thing. It kind of of reminds me of the old uh, celebrations they used to do for centennials in the 50s where they do Brothers of the Brush and Sisters of the Swish. And it's just fun. So... If you get a chance to come to Pepin, I think you'll really enjoy it. Plan on spending some time doing some of these other things. 
Puffin days, you can easily make a weekend of just being in Puffin. Other times, probably to make it a weekend, you want to add a visit to at least one of Bur Bur Oak or Spring Valley too. Or I really think you can do both in Pepin. But it's worth it. And and add on some of these other things. And I think you'll have a great time. Now, if you're all ready to make your reservation, then I can tell you, because they've already contacted me for next year, that Laura Days in Pepin is going to be September 12th and 13th in 2015. And I'm going to be doing my presentation on the 12th, which is the Saturday probably at 2 p.m. So, uh, hopefully in October we'll be back on and we can get going with uh, another fun-filled month of Trendlebed Tales. And be sure to brighten the corner where you are. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.